Hello, Bridge Builders! I'm here with some exciting news. The first volume of interviews is now available on Amazon.com. The link can be found at eatlunchandboardgame.com. I promise that all proceeds from sales of this book will go right back into this podcast and channel. Whether that is new and better audio equipment for the podcast, or video equipment for the YouTube channel, or even more games to review, the money will not be wasted. Click over to Amazon and get your copy of Eat Lunch and Board Game, the first course today. And thank you for supporting the show. I was talking with a fellow designer at a proto spiel about past Spiel de Yara's winners, about how it is sad that some of these great games, these games that help propel the board game hobby to the heights it is today, are no longer available. We then started looking at some of the games, and I couldn't help but purchase a few. One that struck my interest was Andreas Seyfarth's Manhattan 1994's Spiel des winner. He is better known for creating the 2002 game Puerto Rico. He and his wife won the 2006 Spiel des for Thurn and Taxis, which is also on my list to procure, but it is quite expensive. Anyway, back to Manhattan, the subject of this episode. What caught my eye was the table presence. You are physically stacking building pieces to build skyscrapers in the eponymous city. In Manhattan, you and your opponents are fighting to construct skyscrapers in six different neighborhood districts of the island. Upper East Side, Upper West Side, Midtown, Downtown, Soho, and Wall Street. Points are scored in three ways. The owner of each building, the player with the top floor, control of each district, the player controlling the majority of buildings in a district, and the owner of the tallest building, or the player with the top floor of the building with the most floors. When the game ends, the player with the most points wins. Can you outthink, outwit, and outbuild your opponents? Let's find out when we look at Manhattan. All right, welcome back to Eat Lunch and Board Game. I'm your host, Adam Collins, and let's take a look at the rule clarity for Manhattan. I have to say the rule book looks, well, looks a little wanting, but it is tight and leaves nothing to chance. It is very clear and shares the required examples to keep everything black and white. Time to explain to newcomers. To explain from scratch, Manhattan will require about 8 to 10 minutes. The mechanics are truly simple to grasp. It is the strategy and the wanting of trying to do better next time that draws my coworkers back to this game. Gameplay. To set up, place the board in the center of the table. Each player sits on a different edge of the board. This is important. Each player's orientation to the board must be different. Each player then takes 25 building pieces of their chosen color and places one single-story piece by the score tracker. The first player takes the golden floor piece. Shuffle carefully the cards, and each player is dealt four cards. Manhattan is played over four rounds with four players or six rounds with three. 
At the start of each round, each player selects six building pieces for that round. They do not have to match what other players have chosen. These cannot be changed once the round starts. In a three-player game, it is four pieces. On a turn, the active player plays a building card and places a building piece in the highlighted square of any of the districts shown on the card. So let's take a second to look at the card's anatomy. Each of the building cards has a 3x3 grid in the upper corners. One of the nine squares will be filled in. That square is where the player must play a piece from their chosen pieces. Remember how I said earlier that each player has to have a different orientation? The player must place the piece in the filled in square as orientated when they place the card grid side touching the board. So each player could play the same card and play a piece in a different square, obviously except the middle. When playing a piece, the active player can place it in any of the districts on the board. The placement, though, must follow a few rules. If it is being played in a space that is empty, any piece may be played. If a player controls the building, meaning that they have the top floor of the building, then any piece may be played on that building. However, if the active player wants to take control of a building controlled by an opponent, the piece placed must make their color of floors equal to or greater than the current controller. The pieces come in four sizes. One story, two story, three story, and four story. This means if the building is three stories tall and controlled by the orange player, the blue player must build a three story or four story piece on top. This rule applies no matter how many stories and how many pieces have been played. If you can get a five story lead in a building, it cannot be taken from you. Likewise, beware of someone getting that lead and securing the building for themselves. Remember, you are limited to just the six pieces you selected for this round, so be strategic. Once a piece is placed, the player then draws up a new card and play passes to the left. When the last piece of the round is placed, a scoring round occurs. Each player receives one point for each building they control. Then, whoever controls a majority of buildings in a district receives two points. If there is a tie, no points are awarded for that district. And lastly, the player that controls the tallest building receives three points. However, if two buildings tie for tallest, again, no points are awarded. This building can get crazy tall, or if two buildings are competing for tallest, things can get a little interesting for sure. After scoring, the golden floor is passed to the left. Six building pieces are selected for the new round, and the new first player starts the next round. This continues until the last piece is played. A final scoring round occurs, and the player with the highest score wins. Lunchtime potential. Absolutely! The first time we played Manhattan, we learned it, played it, and packed it away all in under an hour. Our second game went even smoother and quicker. Replayability. For my lunchtime crew and me, this is where Manhattan really shines. There are so many different strategies that can be deployed. Do I focus on a few districts and maintain a majority? Or do I just 
build and control a lot of buildings. Each of these can be very beneficial depending on what cards you draw and what your opponents do. Component quality. I have the 1996 release from Mayfair, which was the first release in the United States. It debuted two years earlier in Germany, published by Hans and Gluck. My copy has its highs and lows. The high, the building pieces themselves. The 101, counting the golden floor, building pieces are nice, solid plastic. They have and will continue to hold up for many plays. The board is a standard nice, thick chipboard. Then there are the cards. They are the low. They are of poor quality. They are not made of playing card material. They are made of basically paper cardstock. They do not shuffle well. They bend too easily. Even sleeved, I don't think they will survive that long. But a quick note, it looks like the new version has better card quality. Artwork. My copy does not even list an artist. But it does list a graphic designer and product photographer, Ramon B. Mascarenas. This makes sense, as the artwork is not that impressive at all. It looks like basically stock pictures of Manhattan. Needless to say, it is not what drew me to the game. However, some newer versions have better artwork, and some versions seem to have even abandoned the Manhattan Island theme, which just seems a bit odd. Expansions. There are no expansions. I am not sure how you would be able to do that. Bang for the buck. So, it looks like this game is currently not in production. However, used copies are everywhere and they are very easy to find. I nicked mine off eBay for $20 plus shipping and handling. I know there are some other ones available on eBay as well as other used game sites. For the $20 I spent, I cannot complain. As a matter of fact, it is now one of our favorite games to play at lunch. For a game that is pushing nearly 30 years old, making it older than all of my co-workers except me, it holds up well. And it will offer a lot of fun in your office, too. Summary. It is easy to see how Manhattan won the Game of the Year in 1994. It is very innovative. It is a fun take on area control. As I said, there are multiple ways to try and maximize your points per piece. There are also pitfalls you don't want to fall into, but you just can't help it. At some point, you should just stop trying to take control of the tallest building, as you are just wasting pieces better spent elsewhere that will actually score you points. But you can't, because you are in it to win it. As with a lot of games from this era... They are forgotten and do not get the respect that they deserve. The older Spiel de Yara's winners tend to score lower on BGG because they are looked at and compared to today's games. But today's games stand on the shoulders of these older ones. Manhattan has a 6.7 rating based on 5,700 reviews. I easily give it a 7.5 if not 8. It is fast and easy to learn and play. Heck, it has a weight, a complexity of 1.92 on a scale of 5. That seems a bit low too. It should be at least a full-blown 2, if not closer to 2.5. There is a lot of luck in the game, but it is mitigated by the decisions that it offers. Every turn you have at least a few options. I guess there is a rare instance where all your cards are the same and you only have one piece left. 
Manhattan offers you choices, choices that you make that can either pay off or cost you. Do you enter a new district? Do you overtake an opponent's building? Do you fortify one of your own buildings? Which piece do you play? All of these questions occur each turn. You can have the best laid plans and your coworker will just shatter them with a carefully placed piece. I urge you to find a copy and see for yourself. Also, look at the, some of the other Spiel des winners from the mid-90s, the mid-80s. There are some real gems out there. And stay tuned as I am still trying to track down some affordable copies of some of these older Spiel des winners, and I'll be playing them at work, and I'll let you know how they go. As usual, you can reach out to me via Facebook at facebook.com slash eatlunchandboardgame. Go to the website, www.eatlunchandboardgame.com. Click over to the Discord channel, leave me a game suggestion, or just say hi. And as always, you can reach me via email at eatlunchandboardgame at gmail.com. And remember, board games build bridges. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org, and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.